You're listening to Once, Episode 23, Heart of Darkness, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once Podcast, the podcast about ABC's TV show Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. I'm Dan Flynn. And I'm Jenny. And we are so happy to have you with us this night. And what an amazing, amazing episode. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That was great. I ran a little poll in our new live site over at noodle.mx slash live. We're recording this live right after the episode on Sunday night, Eastern time, that is. And I ran a little poll saying, what did you think of this episode? Amazing! Or it was all right. (laughs) (laughs) Of everyone who voted, which I can't tell how many voted, but everyone said amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, amazing. It was great. What are some of the main things that we want to talk about this? I I think there are a couple major scenes that happen here between uh, some of the characters. And some things we really have to go back and look at. Now, before we get into this, let me explain. This is just our initial reaction. So we've just now seen the episode. We, don't, we haven't had a chance yet to go back and review screenshots or study any fairy tale stories or examine things in the background or anything like that. We just saw that. So this is our initial reactions episode. If you want our full discussion, make sure you catch our episode that we'll record live every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time over at noodle.mx slash live. And please send us your feedback for that show about this episode of Once Upon a Time. That way we can try and incorporate your feedback in there. Email that to feedback at oncepodcast.com or call 903-231-2221 or go to the website oncepodcast.com and click the send a voice message tab and you can send that right to us. Jeremy, what did you think of this episode? Started out with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> More like a howl. <laughs> Red R- Riding Hood is an action hero. <laughs> yes. Which explains why they absolutely had to do the episode <laughs> red-handed before this one. Uh, yeah, I'm I feel like they've they've told the story, they've let it unfold the way they wanted to and they're still doing that, but now their some of their tricks are out of the bag and they can start really having fun. I feel like good can actually have power now against evil. Yeah. What, what else did you get from it, Dan, from this episode? Um, as far as not even the storyline, I just love the way it was put together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just so, it was great. It was quality. Um, it kept me going through the whole episode, especially the first 30 seconds caught me uh, and held me throughout the entire one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was fantastic. Definitely great and looking forward to the rest of the season after that one. In our chat room, before I ask Jenny what she thought, I wanted to mention this from our chat room. Alias Scape said, Red was awesome. We knew that wolf thing would come in handy. <laughs> you think Snow should have gone straight to her and said, hey, would you like to go to the castle and take off your cloak? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Great idea. Jenny, what did you think of this episode overall? I really enjoyed the continuation because I'm remembering when Snow, no, when Red found, um, da- uh, no, what was his friend's name? James. 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 Yeah. When 
when Red found James and they were going to go look for snow. Oh, I yes. really enjoy that they continued that in store in um fairy tale land and in storybook. Regina is so cunning. <laughs> she is so cunning. Ugh. Her evilness didn't actually frustrate me so much this time because I feel like she's losing her power, even though she's becoming mm. stronger and she's getting a tighter grip. But the tighter she grips the people that she's trying to to hold on to, you know, good is realizing that she is actually evil and uh, like the keys, everything in this, it was it was good. It felt like you know some of her weaknesses have had been revealed. And wow, Emma is starting to believe or or something because in this episode they talk a lot about how she or not a lot, but they refer that Emma is all about proof, not faith, but proof. Mm-hmm. But then that event with the keys and Henry, wow, I was getting chills. <laughs> that was great. But then also at the end where <sighs> Snow and Emma and she's like she grabs her hand, she's telling her that, you know, I'm here for you. I'm trying to defend you, protect you. It was to my mind a totally mother-daughter moment without them realizing it. Hmm. Emma was on the verge of tears it looked like. When she was saying that at the prison cell there. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so, so awesome of an episode. <laughs> a couple of things that stood out to me from this, and I jump in anytime, guys. Well, first, great start to the episode of Snow trying to kill the bluebird. Was that actually, <laughs> was that actually a song from Snow White? That I couldn't Snow White tell. Sings? I'm not familiar enough. I'll, I I'll have to check that again. I know I've heard that song before, and um, the chat room will probably let us know in just a minute. And they're saying, yes, it was a song from the Disney so- Snow White that was, she's singing as bluebirds are landing on her. Was, having such mixed emotions. I was like, yeah. uh, this is fun? What is happening? This is a little cutesy. That was disturbing. I that wondered if disturbing. she was going to start singing. <laughs> it's like, uh-oh, it's becoming a musical. <laughs> And then Womp. So the the jewelry box that has Catherine's heart in it was from Mary Margaret's uh, place. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do now. Like, go back and try and watch every episode whenever we see her place and see if we ever see that jewelry box. Oh, uh, yeah. Hmm. I kind of doubt we'll see it because... <laughs> All our theories about the fingerprints. <laughs> like, yeah, it's my jewelry box. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so those didn't come from a fairy tale world after all. Yeah, okay. that, that was kind of a disappointment. But uh, I, I like what they're doing. They're throwing in a lot of things that we wouldn't expect. Yep. They're surprising us, and I love that. Awesome stuff. It's uh, When they start off, they also mentioned that Rumpelstiltskin is the most powerful man in all the world. Mm-hmm. Previously, we've heard in all the realm. And they're saying in this episode, in all the world. Well, he's now because he has his love potion. Yeah. Oh, my. Which, didn't he say the two things he can't do is make someone fall in love and bring someone back from the dead? And if love potion is the only one he didn't have, does that mean he can bring someone back from the dead? I think hmm. they're leaving that limitation in place. Oh. Wait, no bringing back people... From the Jeannie dead. Jeannie say that? Jeannie said it as well. And, um, I, yeah, Jeannie had said something about that. Well, Jeannie said that he can't bring anyone back from the dead. He can't make you fall in love. The typical three rules of magic. And then 
uh, Rumpelstiltskin had also said that magic can do a lot of things, but not that, <laughs> referring to bringing <laughs> back... Accent halfway. Yeah. <laughs> referring yeah. to bringing back the original Prince James. So is he breaking a rule of magic? And what is the price for that? Ooh. I don't know. Why what would... I want to know is if I put one of my hairs in a jar and one of Daniel's <laughs> hairs in a jar, can I make love potions? <laughs> Maybe. And, and clarification... Jenny and I are married. How? We haven't mentioned that in a while. How do you drink hair? It's a love potion. Maybe you sniff it. How do you drink it? Maybe you, kept... you ever like get like a little drink of you know coffee or cocoa that your mom gave you. You're like, oh, mom, your hair's in it, and you pull it out when Ew. you're a little kid. What? Exactly. So you can't drink it. I was expecting him to add like liquid gold or something, and like and and throw in a little uh, laugh. <laughs> Um, another thing too, if if Rumpelstiltskin said that it was told of him that he is the most powerful person in all the world, in very uh, in Storybook Land, he says to Emma that she has a lot more power than she knows, or something like that. If the most powerful person in the world tells says to Emma that she is extremely powerful, there's something That's really cool true. going to happen. Well, and twice in this episode. Well, once Mr. Gold said it, and once Rumpelstiltskin said it, is I'm invested in your future mm. to Snow or to or Emma. to Mary Margaret. Oh, he said it? it to Mary Margaret. Yeah, when he was talking oh, about yeah. when he was going to be his her lawyer, he said I'm invested in your future, and he said that also in Fairy Tale Land. So it almost seems like he's known long before this of what's coming and their future. Well, yeah, he sees the future. August is teasing us. That was such a tease. I don't know who he is. He said most people see what's right in front of them. To Henry. And that scene with Henry in the diner. It's like, give me another hot chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny that they said that because you also have Regina staring right at David saying, you know, Evil can be right in front of you, and yeah. you don't staring realize right it's at staring you. right at you. Yeah. Like, She's not lying. Right at you. <laughs> it is. Oh. And so, we now know why the stranger is there. For yes. sure. Yeah, to help Emma believe. Mm-hmm. Which I think I was talking. To, you don't think that's true? No, I do. But remember what I mentioned to you during the the show? Who I think the stranger may be? Yes, Peter Pan. He always tried to get Wendy to believe and bring her to, you know, like the idea of the belief and wanting to, to see and to believe, um, never, what's the place? Never, that, never, never, land. never, never land. I was going to say the never ending story land. Um, I don't know. I still like to say he's Rumpelstiltskin's son, but this, the belief thing could uh, go both ways. You know, also to that, Peter Pan traveled between worlds quite easily. Hmm. And he could take True. people to and from a world. That's a great theory. That, I, I like. I it. like that. Uh, Dan's theory. Yeah. Funny thing is, I'm still. Chatham is agreeing. Some of them are. I don't even like the Pinocchio theory, but I still think it's the right one because it struck me tonight watching Jiminy Cricket that we have Geppetto, we have Jiminy Cricket, and they're both fairly prominent in both. Well, certainly in Storybrooke, but also in Fairy Tale. But Pinocchio is strangely missing. Most of the time from both sides. And that doesn't make any sense unless he's going to appear in some sort of... 
you know, I mean, I guess I'm saying unless he's not absent, we just don't know who he is because he's August. Hmm. Maybe I don't really want him to be Pinocchio, but I know. he's still cool. So I maybe he's just a cool <laughs> Pinocchio that we never met before. Either way, how would he know about the book? Being either character, how would he know about the book? Did, was well, all that he said in answer to Henry's question kind of about that? Was all that he said is, well, just call me a believer? Was that his response? Yes, something yes, like that. That's it. Which, by the way, when he walked away, he sort of got Henry to read the book again. Yeah, yeah. he did. Which I loved because we know, we're pretty sure, pretty positive, he did something to that book that has some key, some knowledge that's either going to defeat Regina do something. It's going to be cool, Perhaps. whatever it is. So I'm excited that Henry's reading it again, which means he might actually reveal what he finds in future episodes. Does anybody know why it's called Operation Cobra? I think he just thought it would be cool. Yeah, that was just a cool name to him. Okay. Because I it thought, doesn't make any sense. I thought maybe there was some tie to Lost or something else. <laughs> I don't think so. Not that I know of. There wasn't Operation like a Cobra, Cobra station or... Any, anything like oh, that. Oh, no, no, that's right. I was thinking there was a cobra on the Dharma Initiative thing, but it's a swan. Maybe it's a G.I. Joe <laughs> tie-in. <laughs> Maybe not. So Gold is also a lawyer. That's I, I could tell that was going to come when he was there. I thought, oh, he's probably a lawyer. Too. Which is funny. Someone tweeted um, online and said, you know, we why aren't there any lawyers in Storybrooke? And then there goes, you know, Mr. Gold walking in, says he's a lawyer right afterward. Yeah. Yeah, true. And and I wonder if he's the lawyer that David would get to. David. <laughs> okay, that's another big topic. David remembered some of fairy tale land. He did. Mm-hmm. He had flashbacks. Deep Stupid hypnosis. part. <laughs> yeah, Considering. That, that was the Under only what? moment in the entire episode that I thought, that I thought, Okay, really? Everything else was really great, but this memory of all the things that hypnosis could cause him to remember, if it could cause him to remember fairy tale, and he remembers Snow White, that's what he remembers? The reason I think that's what he remembers is that was the last, a similar event was the last thought that led into that. He was saying that he saw Mary Margaret in the woods and then, boom, he flashes back to mm-hmm. fairy tale land. He sees Snow White in the woods. But he saw her in the woods all the time. He was in, They were in the woods both times that they fell in love. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't he remember that part? Yeah. Convenience. That's yeah. why. <laughs> so, he... I think he's going to be the next character to maybe recognize, but he's taking these flashbacks differently than Sheriff Graham did. Yeah, apparently he's not seeing all the detail that we see on the screen. Like, hello, her hair was long. She was dressed as a huntress. Have you ever seen Mary Margaret like that? No. She's had a pixie cut for as long as you can remember. I was just thinking how you mentioned Sheriff Graham, and someone tweeted, don't talk about the previous sheriff unless you're going to bring him back to life. (laughs) Well, Huntsman could still come back, and we might still see that. He was mentioned, wasn't he? No. Didn't Snow White mention the well, huntsman that oh, yeah, the queen yeah, killed him? Well, oh no, I'm sorry. It was I thought at first he was she was referring to the huntsman, but she was referring to her father that the queen oh, killed her father. Yeah, she mentioned the queen trying to have her killed. But I don't remember whether she. Yeah, if referenced. if they bring 
Graham back at the final episode of the season. At the very end, <laughs> I'm going to go crazy. I'll probably die. Why? He'll probably die. Because that would just be like the, the most... Okay, think about it. They did that long break for winter. Graham died. Mm-hmm. And that was the great <laughs> teaser to lead you to try to catch up and, and you know prepare yourself for the next group of episodes. So if they do the same thing at the end of season one... I don't know. I don't want to talk no. about it because if they don't, he's not just coming bringing back. Up bad memories. If they bring him back, <laughs> then no death in the future will mean anything. Right. Yeah, and it they could still have him in fairy tale land, but mm-hmm. yes, I huffed in, and I puffed. <laughs> <laughs> in a, a couple other major scenes with this was Snow with Rumpelstiltskin and that whole conversation there, where she was just like, "I want to kill the king, the queen," and he's just completely. Uh, accommodating to her and he requires absolutely no payment the only time he's done magic without a price because his price is he wants the queen dead too Hmm. right she's already doing what he wants in return well he did get their hair and he was able to make the love potion out of their hair he got her hair though before right so that was a price for a different magic he got james's hair from his cloak yeah, but he can see the future, so he knew he'd get the other hair. What if? Uh, sorry, I was gonna say like, what if it was a dog's hair or something instead? But I realized <laughs> it did sort of light up and glow, and <laughs> I think so, he'd have gone, oh, and thus yeah. man's best friend is born. Uh, he did take the gamble of taking his cloak instead of asking for a strand of his hair. He takes the cloak, which had a fur collar. There, it could have been anything. Yeah. <laughs> I just made a love potion with ferret. Why didn't he fur. Ferret, ferret. Fur. Why didn't he just go pluck his hair out and pull the same thing on him that he pulled on snow? Maybe, Maybe. when he does a deal with someone, they still have like this I don't know, contract that needed to be done or something. Maybe he He's... really wanted the cloak. Why <laughs> very good. He... I like Jenny's idea. <laughs> Why does Rumpelstiltskin need a love potion? Because he believes Belle is dead. Maybe he'll use it on Regina. Because now he's all powerful. <laughs> he has everything. Except bringing someone back from the dead. But he didn't have a spot on the shelf for that, so apparently you just can't do that. <laughs> Maybe he wants to bring Belle back from the dead. We'll get screenshots of that shelf because I want to see all the different symbols that were on there. Because he thinks that Belle is dead. Yeah. Yeah, but why would he need a love potion? He knew she loved him. Well... I don't know. What if that's what he's doing? What if he thinks he needs to bring her back from the dead? Still, if, even in Storybrooke. Hmm. And his goal is to become powerful what enough to do that. And he's digging dead. around in the woods. Ew. <laughs> trying to find her. I was saying, like, what if she actually is dead and, and he did bring her back? And that's why. <gasps> no. No, it has to be. No. No. She didn't you're die. right. Yeah. Hmm. She's in the hopsicle. Or <laughs> what about this completely out there theory? What if somehow his potions transfer into Storybrooke? And so the reason he's needed all of these potions is because those would be his only magic in Storybrooke is, are the potions he was somehow able to carry I over. I like that idea. That could be. But he's shown power in ways... Well, what kind of power has he shown so Just far? Just knowledge, really. The only time we've seen... Mr. Gold do something that looked like it could have been magic was when David walked into the pawn shop and looked at the windmill. 
And then he Mm. remembered. And Mr. Gold got that little smirk on his face. Now, let's remember (laughs) that from the perspective of Mr. Gold was fully aware of the curse. And he might have used some kind of power to cause that to happen. And maybe he was smirking because he realized that, ah, I do have power still. (laughs) I don't know. I think that's a stretch. You're reading a lot into a smirk. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea of the potions actually carrying over. I do think it could just be that he just wanted to have all those potions and that is his source of his power. Um, But yeah. Wait, he told someone about the potions, didn't he? In in fairy tale, he told uh, Grumpy. Well, or yes, everyone in fairy tale land knows he can make potions. Grumpy and Snow, they knew that he was only missing that one potion. They oh, knew what kind oh, of potions that, he had? Okay, uh, right, no, like, he, right. He said that to Grumpy and Snow. Okay, so all right, so someone knows about it. One knows that he doesn't have that. Right, but I like the idea does. though that they carried over. That, we that shall would see. Be interesting. Those two hairs looked like they were in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Makes That's me wonder like, which one was Snow's and which one pink. was Prince Charming's. Gold. Looks I like just X don't and Y know. chromosomes. <laughs> <laughs> oh so the heart is Catherine's, confirmed by DNA tests. <laughs> just like David's phone records, my goodness. Well, here's the thing, though. No, she's but they alive. didn't infer that. David remembered the phone call. No, he remembered the real phone call, the one that he told them about. Well, isn't that the same one as what's on the phone? Records? I was confused at whether that was that one or I think it was just what did he before. Say? Did he say he hadn't talked to her since he saw her? Right. He said he called oh. her on her cell phone and they talked. That's weird. And that's what was on the phone records. But that. So he did that during had, a blackout? He had pre- Yeah. He had previously said that the oh. last the time he talked to her was at their house. Well, yeah. that's right. Because he said. That she said she wa- she thought they should be together. He he repeated what was in her letter that Regina burned. Yeah. Mm, yeah, very similar. And to someone it. did say, where's Dory Brooks' crime lab that they're, they're talking about in the chat room right now? So, I mean, pretty much all data is thwarted by Regina. Yeah. Yeah. Regina. yeah that's, that is true. <laughs> Sorry to bring up bad names. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Regina. <laughs> and then there's also the awesome exchange between emma and mr gold when like you said he says you're more powerful than you think or, or something like mm-hmm. that but he started it out by saying look who's suddenly a woman of faith <laughs> <laughs> after all of her looking for proof that incident do you think it was really the incident with the key that made her suddenly realize i think so because henry, henry brought it to her mm-hmm. henry brought it to her and it it seemed legit to me <laughs> why she would think that. I think this whole episode showed a power and a side of her, of uh, Emma that we haven't seen before. I liked it. She actually seemed powerful. She seemed composed. She seemed thinking clearly as opposed to all the other times in the past where, you know, Mr. Glass just ticked us off because he always like, <laughs> I don't know, he thwarted her thinking and everything else. But this time I liked it. She actually seemed like Emma. Yeah. The Emma we were sort of introduced to in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Maybe she had to acclimate to the town. So do you think that only Emma and Regina can use the keys? Well, no. no. Then again, Mary Margaret was able to. But why couldn't Henry? Was well, he was the trying the wrong key? keys, yeah. And he picked out the last one. He only tried three. Well, oh well. 
But yeah, it could have just been coincidence that he somehow managed to get that last one. I think he like went through them and he knew the third one was the right one. So he just set that whole thing up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey, this keyhole is abnormal. Let's pick the key maybe that fits a hole that doesn't look like a keyhole. I was really frustrated by the end, though. Why did she leave? Why didn't she just say, Emma, look, I found this key in my cell. This is evidence I'm being framed and you can actually use this evidence. What would you have done? I don't think I'd have run away. the system of Storybrooke? That's that's the thing. Snow or Mary Margaret is now in this desperation mindset that she's realizing the man she stood up for and believed isn't standing up for her and he's now accusing her. And so she feels like, I I have to get out of here or just run. She's got that fight or flight mentality and it's fight. I mean, flight. (laughs) (laughs) We saw Snow go from her post-potion mania back to being herself. And we saw Mary Margaret going from being herself to being this desperate, angry, jaded person, Mm. potentially. I wonder where she's going to go from here. Because they're probably are... not too far. <laughs> they can't leave. <laughs> Maybe she's gonna going to try to leave. Maybe. And something's going to happen. Maybe she'll remember. I, I don't know. She and... better not fall into another ravine because honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I thought I fell into this ravine before. <laughs> this is the sixteenth episode. And so we have eight episodes left seven seven episodes left after this 23 episodes total 22 okay that math doesn't line up (laughs) i think think, Uh, 22 or 23 22 episodes left in this episode no 22 (laughs) 22 episodes left in this episode i can't talk that would leave us with six episodes left in the series i just did the math on a calculator so, okay, that's weird. Well, great. Fewer wow. weeks left than I thought. <laughs> it, it's going to be an awesome, awesome six episodes because the producers have said no more filler kind of stuff. And they're defining filler as uh, Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> and uh, what was Dreamy. Yeah, Dreamy. We're Sorry. kind of filler. Sorry, Dreamy. We like you better as Grumpy. <laughs> By the way, I'm thinking that Once Upon a Time is the new Avengers. Because I was going through the characters... <laughs> And we have Little Red Riding Hood as the Hulk. We have Black Widow as Snow Snow White as Black Widow because oh. she can like kick butt. And then we have um, uh, we have Grumpy as Thor holding that ham- the hammer. So I have to figure out who Iron Man is and Captain America, but totally the well, new Avengers. Captain, Captain America, America is definitely going to be James. Okay, we got. You. So who's Iron Man? Mister uh, Gold. Yeah. Rumpelstiltskin. Or Mr. Gold, Iron Man. Oh, this is perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I am going to put something together. Yeah, he could be Loki. (laughs) Now, we mentioned mentioned that we have six episodes left. Guess what? We're going to try to pull together some kind of season finale party, which will be on May 13th. That's a Sunday. Yes, that's Mother's Day, too. But What? Oh, that's, that's ridiculous. That that is. We can at all least... send little shout outs to our mothers. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking at a way to host a season finale party here in the greater Cincinnati area, meaning northern Kentucky. And we haven't picked a venue yet. I'm going to try and do something where it will be free. We can bring our own food to it. I have a couple other ideas of things that we could do, but 
make sure that you're watching the forums over at oncepodcast.com slash forums, where we can discuss some of this. You can let us know if you're interested in coming. It won't be a big party, but it it would be cool to get together with some of the other oncers out there and enjoy this thing. So check that out over at oncepodcast.com slash forums. Make sure that you also follow the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash oncepodcast, and we'll tweet as we see awesome posts in the forums. And wow, there are so many awesome posts and theories and discussions in the forum. 2,000 posts in the forums, over 2,000 now. It's probably 2,200. So you guys are awesome at sharing awesome content. We'll have links <laughs> to the forum for this episode over at oncepodcast.com slash 23. And we'll have a couple notes of things, other things that we mentioned here. And please make sure that you join the forums and get involved with those people there. They're chatting and so many great people. And oh, one other thing I wanted to mention, looking at my notes, one of the great people that's also in our forums and in our chat room right now, Midnight Dreary, s- summed up this episode greatly. She said, they are killing us with awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So check us out over at oncepodcast.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. By the way, over on the right side, we have some affiliate links that you can use for stuff that uh, you can get, like the soundtrack and also the the book, Once Upon a Time, and read some of the fairy tales and some of the other information over there. So we have that affiliate link over at oncepodcast.com. Send us your feedback for our full discussion on Wednesday. Go to oncepodcast.com and click the send a voice message tab or email feedback at oncepodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. We may have to edit it down to make it short enough just to be able to fit it in. And then you can follow each of us on Twitter. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. You can follow me on twitter.com slash Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me at twitter.com slash Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. I'm Dan Flynn. You can follow me at twitter.com slash Dan Flynn Design. And I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny Snook. So we're so happy that you joined us for this episode. And please make sure you listen live this Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time over at noodle.mx slash live. Have a happy ever after. Once Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts over at noodle.mx.